Tyler. Hello. Let's talk about Spider-Man. What a great fucking movie that was. Yeah, it was really well done. I saw it last night or yesterday. Oof. The, I would. Uh, uh, oh, go ahead. I would put it in my top top three Marvel movies. Yeah, I would do. I think like it was how they integrated like all the characters from all of the Spider-Man movies. Like was really really well done, and especially yeah. um, like how they like gave them like. Like Andrew Garfield. Okay, so full spoilers if people are listening for Spider-Man. <laughs> but like in the Andrew Garfield movie, like he can't save like his Mary Jane or whatever and he's able, like they give him resurrection in this one, you know, by like giving him the time to like save her. So stuff like that. I thought that was really well done. I don't remember that part. Oh, Really? Yeah, like I remember the conversation where he said that he couldn't save his Mary Jane and like all those like posters and stuff that said like murderer and shit. Yeah. I didn't know he had a chance to like go back and then actually save her. Oh, no, like he didn't like go back into his universe and save her, but like he saved Mary Jane in the like the new Mary Jane. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. <clears throat> so like he was able to kind of get like redemption from like his failure. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, no, yeah. It, was, it was extremely well done. Like, mm-hmm. the the attention to detail, all of the effort that went into that, and they brought all those characters back together, like, in a very phenomenal way. Yeah. And it was, like, it was really nice to see fucking Willem Dafoe and all those other guys. Yeah. But yeah, it was just fucking crazy good. It has me, like, I was already very excited, excited for uh, Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. But given how well they were able to pull off this multiverse stuff, like now I'm super fucking pumped for yep. Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's, uh, it was really well done. Like I, cause that, that would have been a really easy thing to fuck up. It's yeah. pulling in all those like villains and Spider-Mans, right? So it's, huh. and it's, yeah. It, it was, it was so well done. I was so happy with how it turned out that now I'm terrified to watch DC's attempt with their fucking Flash multiverse. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, the bar is so fucking high now. And we already know that DC has a a tendency to hit far, far, far below the fucking bar. Right. Okay, so... so like, I wonder if this, like, if maybe the Flash would have turned out to be a decent one had people seen that one first. Yeah. But now knowing, like, what a the true, is, like, yeah. a really good multiverse tie-in looks mm-hmm. like. Yep. Oh man! So I didn't, I didn't put it in the news stories because it's like it's a it's a very heavy rumor going around online. But there was a rumor that um, that they're gonna, and it was like basically for the Flash movie, they're gonna wipe out all of the Snyderverse with it, and so there won't be any like Henry Cavill Superman or Ben Affleck Batman, and that they're gonna write it as the new Justice League. Uh, the replacements is Batgirl and Supergirl. Really? Yeah. And I, I didn't put it in because it's like heavily rumored. <clears throat> but like from what I was reading, they were like apparently test screenings for the Flash movie are in like a few weeks. So they'll know then. But like I read that and I was like, yeah, that is that is a choice. <laughs> if Ooh, they do that. Yeah. <laughs> like... 
Oh man, Gal Gadot yeah. and, and Henry Cavill are like the only things that are like keeping the glue of that fucking universe together right now. And Aquaman, because like those movies still like actually make money. Like those in Wonder Woman like actually make money. So, <laughs> but I read that and I was like, that's if that's what they do, that is a, that is a fucking choice. Well, and in most situations, you have, like, after so many years, actors are like, hey, I'm out, right? Like, Robert yeah. Downey Jr. is like, hey, I'm done with Iron Man. Like, these people bow out after a while because, you know, their contractual obligations that they have to follow when playing <laughs> these roles, is it's pretty grueling and very intense. Yeah. But Henry Cavill's, like, one of the few that's like, yeah, no, let's make another Superman. Let's make another Superman. Let's make another Superman. Yeah. And they're going to wipe him out of that universe? Oh, oh man. And, and it's like it's funny too because like in my mind like the henry cavill superman is the best movie of that universe so. yeah yeah he and he's <laughs> bar none the best superman i've seen yeah yeah so it's like yeah so like and like again like total going to this with a grain of salt but like i read that and i was like oh that if, if they do that that is it's fucking real bold and real dumb <laughs> i can't believe they still haven't been able to figure this out no <laughs> yeah it's like yeah, i don't i think the d like i don't know when i think of dc like i think i almost think that they shouldn't like i think they should just keep doing standalone stuff i think that they, sh they should just give up on trying to tie it together because it's like all the good dc movies are the standalone ones yeah they are but i think that's part of the problem is instead of like laying down the groundwork where they're like hey we want to tie in and let's find some extremely talented people and get them to sign multi picture deals to do a universe you know someone pokes their head up and goes hey i i want to do a joke i, I don't want to do anything else just let me do a joker movie and mm -hmm. let me do it my way like yeah sure cool that'll make us money here yeah like oh we want to do a new batman I don't really want to tie it in with anything and we don't really know if robert pattinson is going to want to play batman for a long time so we just want to do our own thing and like Oh yeah, cool. That'll make us money. Here you go. So they keep optioning out all of these mm -hmm. fucking films to all these other companies to do these like one-off pictures. And then then they try to like cobble together some kind of fucking universe from it. Like the whole execution of whatever the fuck they're doing is just awful. Yeah. Like I honestly think they should just fucking give up on like any sort of Justice League and just just keep shopping it out at this point because it's like because then you'll get stuff like the Nolan trilogies which were like, like that was great but like yeah, but who's to say uh, they still can't do that and do it in a proper cohesive universe like they can because they keep they fucking just, it up yeah, because they don't think ahead <laughs> yeah like that's the whole problem is they're so yeah. concerned like oh man we you know it's been years we better get another Batman movie out there so we can you know bring in a couple hundred million dollars here so they yeah. just first person on the fucking floor who they think will do a good batman and they need to knock that shit off and be like okay marvel is making a hundred bajillion times more money than we are they are doing infinitely better than we are like let's lay this out we want a justice league okay we need batman we need wonder woman we need superman and like they could have done that they had superman they had aquaman they had wonder woman right but they never did a setup for the Flash, and then their Batman franchises are just so all over the place. Yeah, like the next person who's like, "I want to do a Batman," you should be like, "Yeah, cool. You can do a Batman. You can pick your story. 
but it has to tie into this universe. We're going to do a Justice League, and you make it. And I don't know. They just never do that. Yeah. And I thought I think it was like the stupidest approach ever when they did Justice League, and two of the fucking main characters of the Justice League they didn't have anything standalone beforehand, right? Like you yeah. had Batman who had an appearance in the Dawn of Superman, but he never there was never a Batman standalone with all of his backstory. There was never a Flash standalone or a Cyborg Cyborg standalone. They burned so much time of that movie explaining and getting the details of the Flash and Cyborg. Those should have been pre-set up prior to a Justice League. Yep. They should have had established films for those respected characters and then bring it together. Yeah. And they and they also like took their only chance to like make it decent by like completely saying like, yeah, we're not gonna do any of the Snyder stuff like after his cut came out because like after his cut came out like everyone was always like there's no way you can make that justice league movie better and it turns out like you totally can and it's totally better and their only chance was to like basically bring him back into the fold and be like yeah make the other two that you wanted to because they sounded cool but then they were like no we're not going to do that and everyone was like but like that's actually not bad like maybe do that and they're like nah (laughs) I, after watching the Snyder Cut, I was super fucking intrigued. I was like, I do kind of want to see how this world pans out. Yeah, especially when you like read his plans for what he wanted to do for like a second and third. Like it sounded cool as shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why don't you just do that? And they're like, nah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, they need to just hit a reset. And I understand that this flash is supposed to be the reset. Yeah. They don't have a well-established enough universe to do this Flash. No. I think after hearing like, oh, with Spider-Man's multiverse, they're going to bring back all these other Spider-Man. Oh, we can do that. Let's call fucking Keaton and see if he'll come back as Batman. And it's it, like, wow, guys. Like, come on. And so, like, this kind of goes into uh, another story we have here. So, Keaton is going to be in the Batgirl movie. So, it seems like he's staying... And he's going to like kind of be like a mentor to her, like almost like Batman Beyond style. So I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I don't know. Like, I like that idea of like him as like a old Batman that's teaching Batgirl, but I don't know what they're doing. I don't know either. They need to just stop. They need to fucking stop and actually come up with a plan instead of trying to figure this out six fucking movies in and it's like like that's the one thing about fucking marvel like this is all planned like decades in advance mm-hmm. this movie and like maybe they don't have the exact scripts yet but they're like this movie is going to tie into this we'll introduce this character then we'll release this character's movie we'll do this this will be a tie-in over here and like you know kind of like one of those boards that you see in detectives yeah. rooms where they got all yeah. the string and it's like it all culminates into this mm-hmm and they just won't do that. They're like, yeah, let's just throw this character in. We'll make a movie about them. We'll see how that goes. If it goes well, then maybe we'll think about making this other movie. But then we're going to have to cast someone else to do this role. Yeah. And it's just. Yeah. Yeah. And also, so here's the, like another weird thing, too. So the CW is up for sale. <laughs> like Warner's is selling their CW division. They're looking at it. Yeah. So who knows what's going to happen with all of that. Gone. Yeah. Which like. I'm not going to miss the CW. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> so it's yeah. It's interesting reading this article. So like apparently the CW has never been profitable, like on its own. I can't say that I'm really surprised. No, me neither. Like apparently the only way it's made money is like licensing its stuff out to like Netflix and stuff. But apparently like on its own, like as a like a station, cable station, like apparently it's never been profitable. Well, they put such dog shit stuff on there. Well, here's my problem with the CW. Most first and second seasons of a CW show are actually really solid, and then they somehow fuck all of them up. Like, they start off so cool, and then they just get dumb as shit. So, I don't know. No, no, that's absolutely 100% true. Like, like I, way back in the day, I got really into Smallville for the first couple yeah. seasons. Yeah. And then it just became absurd. Yeah. And Riverdale is like the shining example of that fucking stupid network's bizarre writer choice and creative direction to go into. Yeah. Because like me and the fiance, we got right into Riverdale. We're like, this is actually really good. This is like really interesting. Like a nice mm -hmm. mystery suspenseful take on Archie. This is cool. Yeah. And like fucking I'll talk about it in a little bit here. But this new season, it's just like, what do you? every season it's like i don't understand how you guys could be any fucking stupider than last season and somehow they get more fucking stupider yeah. in the new season yeah yeah I, like i had the same thing like that arrow show like the first like two seasons were like really good i was like oh this is like a darker kind of like green arrow story and like it was super good and like how they set it up and then like the later seasons is like all right this is just real fucking stupid terrible <laughs> so it's like, like they start off with such cool shows and then they just drown them like two seasons later so it's, I, don't, I don't know yeah i don't i don't get it yeah me neither like it's time for the old guard to fucking move on and mm -hmm. get some like young fresh creative blood in there who's not who can see the bigger picture and not just like short-term profits, but can see long-term goals. Yeah. Cause like, that's their fucking problem. Mm -hmm. Everything is, how do we make a bunch of money right now? And then like, fuck it. If we make a bunch of money right now, then logically we should be able to make a bunch of money off of it later. Yeah. And it's like, no, not, not always. No. Yeah. Fucking Warner brothers. Yeah. I don't really know what else to say about them. No. So let me parlay that into fucking Riverdale then, considering that okay. we were just fucking talking about that. All right. Tell me it, what uh, whore, fresh horse shit they got. They decided this new season. Okay. So, spoiler alert mm -hmm. the very last season, they finally got like all of their weird little shit sorted out. And it was like, okay, cool. We're going to be a great little town and everyone's going to work together. And you know, everyone's role as an adult now in that town was kind of established. Super weird shit, though. Like, I just want to adjust right off the hop. It was ridiculous. Archie and Veronica decided they were going to get back together and they were going to be together. And then she suggested that they actually live together and, like, make it official. And they live together for, like, a whopping two or three days. And then she goes, no, my home isn't Riverdale. My home is... New York, I want to go back to New York. I want you to come. And Archie's like, no, I'm going to stay in Riverdale. Riverdale needs me. And she went, okay, well, then we should just end this because I'm not staying in Riverdale. I'm going back to New York. 
And they went, okay, so they broke up. Literally the next episode, she calls her friends in New York and is like, hey, I'm ready to come back and be a Wall Street person. And they're like, no, you have a bad reputation. Like, there's no job for you here. You can't come back to New York and work. All right. And she went, okay, shit. She goes, well, I guess I'm staying in Riverdale. And I'm going to open a casino and do all these other things. And I'm going to dominate Riverdale now. Okay. So then she decides to stay. Now, logically, in my head, you break up with Archie because you're leaving for New York City. And it's like, okay, turns out I'm not. I'm going to stay here. You know, you should, you should maybe like let, that him, let him know that like, hey, I'm actually staying. We should yeah. get back together. Yeah, maybe reconcile <laughs> because literally you're just talking about how much you love him and it's the hardest thing that you have to do. No, she decides she's going to stay in Riverdale, but it's like, well, I did dump him two days ago and I am in love with him, but I did say I was going back to New York, but I am staying. I guess we'll just carry on without actually getting back together. So they just didn't. Sounds about right. So then he started dating Betty, like, the very next day. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, the whole season ends because they finally get Hiram Lodge, like, Veronica's dad, to leave the town. Okay. They basically threaten him, like, hey, we have all this dirt on you and stuff, and, like, we have video footage of you killing someone, like, a year ago, and, like, basically leave Riverdale and never come back, and we'll let you live, and we won't put you in jail kind of thing. Right. And so I'm guessing whole, he's not coming back to the show now? No, that was his exit, because he, okay. he saw the writing on the wall, too, and was like, I am fucking out of here with this shit. All right. But it was so fucking hokey, because, like, the whole town walks him to the edge of town, like, they all have guns and rifles and pitchforks. It was so stupid. So he leaves town, and then, like, the final scene of the season is Archie and Veron or Archie and Betty are laying in bed, and they hear a weird sound. It's that ticking sound. They like look under the bed and there's a bomb <laughs> and the bomb blows up and that's the season finale is this right. bomb explodes. So okay. then we start this new season of Riverdale. Well, the bomb exploded, but what it did is it split. The, there's all this energy, love energy and hate energy and all this energy from like, you know, Betty and Archie and then this suspenseful energy from Jughead and all this energy in the town in combination with the explosion split Riverdale into two universes. Riverdale fucking, and River Vale. Fucking what? So, so far, this whole new season has been the alternate universe to Riverdale called River Vale. What the fuck? And that's what it's been all about. Oh, in the very first episode, you find out that this town very much believes in the occult. So, like, the very first episode, they sacrifice Archie so that their fucking maple trees will grow. <laughs> so they like you know ritualistically hold him up to it like tie him up to a tree and they fucking stab him to death and then there's some ghost hauntings and like all this like weird kooky shit and then they do some bizarre flashbacks to like Cheryl's family when she's <clears throat> like in the 1800s so it's just like Cheryl playing you know a 200 year old version of her ancestor and then at one point you find out that one of them was cursed and isn't actually Cheryl. It's this like thousand year old blossom girl who had a curse on her. So they do some hokey. This is where they bring in Sabrina. Turns out Sabrina and Cheryl are both part of the same coven. They're like friends in a witch's club. They okay. perform a ceremony to detach the soul of one of the blossoms to this comet as it's fucking flying over. And what the fuck? Yeah. And Why are you still watching this? I, I don't know 
man. <laughs> I, I don't know. The funny thing is, is like as ridiculous as every season has gotten so far, I keep rolling my eyes and going, this is absurd. And, and my fiance is like, yeah, it's ridiculous, but it's still not bad. It's still not bad. This was the season that was like, she was like, I'm fucking over this. This is so stupid. She's like, I'm, I'm finally out. Yeah. And then like, I think we're in the mid season break now and it all culminates into somehow Jughead figures out that they're in this other, now they're in a different alternate universe where everyone's alive and it's kind of like supernatural you know how the one dude from supernatural it turned out to be god but that character who oh, was supposed yeah. to be a prophet was writing the books of everything that happened okay sure they start discovering these comic books all around town oh, and the comic fuck. books show you the different universes in which they are actually living in so then they figure out oh these universes are attached and they're expanding so if we don't separate the universes they're going to explode and everyone in both universes is going to die so somehow Jughead basically becomes this scribe, locks himself in a bunker, and in order to keep the universe alive, they have to separate it, and he has to continually write these comic book stories for these universes so that they actually happen, but he has to do it in isolation, so he's just locked in a bunker by himself for the rest of time writing Archie stories in order to keep the universe going. It's it's so fucking... <laughs> How... It's so bad, man. You gotta wonder, oh, oh, when is that show ever gonna die? Or it's nope. just gonna keep getting fucking ridiculous? <laughs> I don't know when it's gonna die, but I have, uh, I have faith that within a couple of years, the rest of the cast are gonna be like, okay, this is just being damaging to my career. Like, I'm struggling to get real roles because I'm on such like a lunacy show and I think you're going to start to see them drop out. Yeah, I can see that unless they're getting like paid really good, but I don't know how they would be. I can't see that show being extremely profitable based on how fucking terrible it is now. No. No. Fucking Riverdale. Rivervale right now. Rivervale. <laughs> yeah, it was just like Okay, cool. Like at the beginning, I was like, this is so stupid, but sure. You want to do an alternate universe with like different stories to tell like a dark evil version of Riverdale? Okay, cool. Whatever. Sure. But then they have to like blend them and then they have to merge them and then they have to become self-aware that there's multiple universes and then they have to fix the rift in between the multiple universes. It's like, okay, one of these fucking dumb, dumb writers was like, oh, you know what? They're doing multiverse of madness soon and spider-man no way home is a multiverse and they're doing the flash multiverse like we need to do a multiverse you guys and then someone was like cool how do we do a multiverse but we only have to explain it in like four sentences like it doesn't have to make sense but we don't want to spend any more time than a paragraph doing a multiverse and then someone was like i don't know go home and ask your child so some guy went home and asked a six-year-old kid watches youtube videos like how do we do this and his kid was like well just do this and then make the universes become separate because of an explosion in combination with love energy and then dad was like that's fucking brilliant son and he came to fucking work and was like i got it guys and they're like yeah cool for sure that's it let's do it that's the only explanation i got yeah it's dog shit it's fucking dog shit oh fuck I was wondering when I was going to get my next Riverdale update. <laughs>
it's and it's unfortunate because like you look at like KJ Apa or uh, Camila Mendez or I'm blanking on the rest of the actors' names now. That's fine. But, but all those actors, they're actually good actors, and I and I fully believe like they could do good shows, they could do well in movies. And they keep, and maybe it's just because, like, you know, it's a guaranteed gig, you're paid, you know your hours, like, you're living in Vancouver, like, it's not the worst life, especially when you're younger. Yeah, and, like, you're going to set yourself up to get some decent residuals later, so. Yeah, because, you know, this is going to end up on a fucking, you know, yeah. restreaming at some yeah. point somewhere, right? Plus, it's on Netflix, right? So, yeah. it gets a secure job, and you're going to get paid for a while to come, so I get all that aspect of it, but, like, there's no way that these guys haven't sat down and been, like, what the fuck? Yeah, like doing the calculations where it's like, okay, here's like here's the meter of my career and like once the needle gets this close to the red, I got to eject from the show or it's going to be like irreparable fucking ja- damage. Well, like I'd love to know what their agents say. Like do they just have a really garbage agents where they're just like, yeah, no, keep doing this. Like like what agent would just like at some point they got to like sit them down and be like, yo, like I know it's a good time to do the show with your friends. But <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out of there. Yeah, where it's like you want to do anything else, you might want to start thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, well, or maybe their agents are just like, no, stay on this job because you're getting fucking paid. I'm yeah. getting fucking paid, and I don't have to do anything. Yeah, yeah, that could be it too. It's just like, hey, this is just a great gig, and we're getting paid, and it's fucking stupid, but we're just having a good time doing it. Maybe that's the thing. Yeah, I, I genuinely, I genuinely don't know because. Uh, Lily Reinhardt has gone out and she did that like one movie with JLo and all them and it was pretty successful. Yeah, it was actually and, a decent movie. Yeah, but like I, I don't know anything that fucking Cole Sprouse has gone on to do after Riverdale. I've seen KJ Apa did a couple really like low budget no one really seen the movies. That's right, yep. One of them is like a pandemic one which actually looked kind of good but I haven't watched it yet. I think Michael Bay did it too which is like super weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And then Camila, Camila Mendez and uh, the guy who plays Milton or whatever, they've both done like a movie together. But again, also like super like low budget. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know either. Uh, they better figure something out. They're going to be typecasted, and then this this show is just going to like ruin the long term trajectory. Yeah, because it's much. fucking trash, man. Like, yep. And I can't speak because, again, like, I'm sure as an actor, when you're sitting there and you're doing these things and, like, you can tell, like, when they do interviews, when they talk about the different plot lines, you can see them in interviews, like, roll their eyes and, like, put their head down. Like, they know that the story and, like, the writing of this show has gone absolutely horribly. But when you get to work with your friends and you get a decent paycheck and, like, all this other stuff, like, it's tempting to ever walk away from that yeah, and they're, totally. they're all still young so maybe they're like hey I do this a couple more years I get the guaranteed income and then I can start pursuing stuff I'm actually interested in or maybe they all just genuinely love it and they're just having a blast filming it and and then to each their own yeah but like make no mistakes about it it started off as a legitimately yeah. interesting and intriguing show and yeah. every season and every time I talk about it I go, I don't know how the next season could get worse. And they do it somehow. They consistently make every season wilder and stupider and crazier and dumber and just more far-fetched and nonsensical than the previous season. 
every yeah. fucking year. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, that's my Riverdale Rivervale rant. Fair enough. I definitely didn't expect you to say that they uh, fucking did an alternate universe, but all right. Well, and they botched it. We knew from the beginning when they did a Sabrina series with Karen and Shipka. Right. That it was in the same universe as Riverdale. So yeah. we knew there was going to be a tie-in at some point. And it could have been a phenomenal fucking tie-in. Yeah. And the way they did it was just shitty. It was yeah. a shitty way to tie that universe in. It didn't make me intrigued or interested at all in watching the Sabrina series. I thought they canceled the Sabrina series. Oh, they probably did. I could be wrong, but I thought I remember reading some somewhere like a long time ago that they canceled it. But who knows? And they they very well could have. They probably did. I have no idea. I know there's the one season. I haven't seen anything beyond that. But like they, I don't know. It get it's kind of like DC with not thinking ahead. Like they should have done the Sabrina series, and they should have like made little continuity connections, and then had kind of like a merging season where Sabrina's going around with powers and no one else at Riverdale knows about it, but instead they're like, oh, for one episode, for like two minutes, we're going to get Sabrina to come in here and we're going to just quickly explain like, oh yeah, Cheryl and, and Sabrina are in the same fucking coven and they're both witches and they both do magical spells and Sabrina's here to help her do this powerful magic spell and then Sabrina leaves and like, that's it. That's the whole fucking Sabrina tie and it was like, what a goddamn waste that was. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I don't remember the exact scene. Okay, but this show has gotten so fucking bad. Okay. You know how <clears throat> movies will set things up so that when an event happens, you kind of already have the understanding or the explanation of how or why that happened? Yep. This show is so bad that in that particular episode with Sabrina, they spend the whole first half or whatever this episode doing backstory of the character and blah, 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 blah after they perform this hokey fucking spell to attach the soul of what's-her-name to a comet, they literally sit down with one of the young girls who's now living with Cheryl. Like, Cheryl takes this girl in and is, like, raising her basically to be a blossom. Okay. And the young girl's like, okay, so basically Nana was actually... You switched bodies with Nana, and Nana's actually this fucking spirit, and da-da-da... And then Sabrina and Cheryl for like 10 or 15 fucking minutes sit down and explain everything that just happened. Okay. Like it, it, it was so poorly executed that they had to write in a scene where they go, hey, I know that this made no sense. So we're going to have these two characters for 10 to 15 minutes talk to you about everything step by step why this happened and like explain it all like you know you know what i mean like yeah. everything's normally yeah. explained in story so you put yeah. the pieces together yeah it was so fucking wild and outlandish that they had to fucking lay the puzzle out and put it together for you in front of you because there was no other way you could understand what just happened yeah that's fucking okay, now now i'm done my riverdale rant all right fair enough I look forward to you watching more and hearing more about this garbage. At some point, after this season, I might legitimately give up. Fair enough. Fair enough. So fucking bad. Yeah. Hey, while we're on the topic of fucking bad things. Okay. And this is of my opinion. Okay. But I'm curious to see if you share the same sentiment. Okay. 
Matrix Resurrection. What did you think? I thought it was decent for what it was. I didn't think it was like amazing, but I didn't think it was like bad either. I think it's weird because like, how do you do a fourth Matrix movie? And it's like if you would have asked anyone that like before this movie, the answer would be like, I don't know. They kind of fucked themselves after the third one. Uh, yeah, it wasn't an easy setup to do a new one. That's for sure. But the first thing that I garnered from this after watching this movie is, uh, one, apparently you need both of the Wachowski sisters to make one of these fucking movies work. Okay. Because there was only one involved. It wasn't the Wachowski sisters. It was just one of them. Right. And I don't know, man, I, I was so, so excited for this movie. I mean, like you're t- you're like what? Keanu Reeves is back, and what's her name is back, and like, yeah. And I just from like the very first opening fucking scene with little hacker girl and in her invisible fucking software bug. I'm like, what? And then the Agent Smith clone new version is like, oh yeah, he looked at me once, and then I realized I'm Morpheus, and I'm like, what? Come yeah. on, man. There's some definitely dumb shit for sure. Like. Lawrence Fishburne and Keanu Reeves working together in the fucking John Wick franchise and like there was all those reports when this movie was happening where Lawrence Fishburne is like yeah they never asked me to be in it why the fuck not it's cause they okay so here's the thing they canonically killed Morpheus in a video game eight years ago and it's part of the official Matrix canon and they just rolled with that okay but they brought Morpheus back a a different version of Morpheus like Morpheus is a computer program apparently uh huh. So, so they yeah. could have brought Morpheus back in the exact same way in a computer program. And guess what? When you're in a computer, you yeah. can make your fucking playable character anything that you want. Yep. There's no reason Lawrence Fishburne couldn't have been in this movie. Yep. None whatsoever. Yep. yep. And the the fucking whatever goddamn reason went through fucking Miss Wachowski's fucking head there, where she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go super meta with this." where Neo works at a game company and created the game The Matrix. I was like, uh, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, they were definitely like way too fucking over the head with that. But So like, I periodically listen to uh, the podcast They're Just Movies, which okay. is the guys from Linus Tech Tips. Okay. Where they just watch a movie and then they like spend 45 minutes to an hour talking about it and their thoughts. Sure. And one of the things that one of the guys said is like a good gauge of a movie. Like if when he rates it five to ten, if it's like five or lower, then that means like he can't wait. Like he wants to get up and leave. He doesn't have his attention. Like that kind of thing. And if it's a beyond a five, that it's captivating enough. He doesn't want to miss anything. And sure. he gave he gave an example of when he saw Spider Man. He right. was in the theater and he had to pee so bad. But like was like no I'll hold it I'll pee my pants if I have to I can't miss a a single moment of this yep and then he said when he was in the matrix there was some scene that happened and like five or six people all got up to like go get snacks and popcorn and like take a piss and and like that's that's yeah the best way to describe this movie there was no part of it where I was like glued to the screen paying attention like waiting for the next key moment like I honestly at any point during this movie any point 
could have gotten a phone call and like got up and like walked away and then just forgot to come back and watch it. Like it was so fucking forgettable. Fair enough. And incredibly disappointing. Fair enough. I think I probably liked it a little bit more than you, but it's like, I think I, like I thought it was fine. Like I, like I said, I don't think it was this fucking amazing thing. I don't think it was like terrible at the same time either. I think, but I went in with like, fucking zero expectations so maybe that had something to do with it because i was like I, I don't give a fuck about a fourth matrix but i'm gonna check it out because why not so maybe that's why it's a glowing example to me of in my personal opinion they add a movie to a franchise and it's just like you know what if you were to just go, okay, no, we fucked up and del- and scrub that movie from history and be like, it's not, it's not a thing anymore. We're take it back. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. I don't, I don't see a point to this movie existing. And it kills me to say that because I absolutely loved the previous matrix movies. I love Keanu Reeves. Like the guy is a national international fucking treasure, but it was so bad it was so disappointing completely pointless and like i don't know like i rewatched some of the older matrix 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 movies leading up to this yep and i don't know if you noticed this or if like this is just something i noticed or maybe i'm just exaggerating what i thought i noticed because of like how disappointing this movie was all right but it seemed like their special effects budget dropped substantially uh, like in some of the choreographed fight scenes and the way and like the like cool little nifty like when they're jumping around through the windows or that one scene where that girl jumps off the roof and like grabs the fucking pole that's got all the light bulbs on it and slides down and then is doing like the spin flips over the trucks sure like we since the other matrix movies we have made like glorious leaps and bounds in what is possible for like stunt scenes for special effects all of that stuff and I felt watching this that they were cheesier and more awkward to like watch, visually less appealing than the previous Matrix movies, who are, you know, at the time we're using cutting edge, but like we've surpassed what we can do with that kind of technology now. And those felt like better choreographed fight scenes. Those felt like cooler special effects with the bullet time and the way they flip over vehicles and run up walls and stuff like that. Like this one just felt cheap. Yeah. See, like I'm, I'm the opposite. The, like, like the action stuff was some of my favorite of that movie. So yeah, no, not me. But (laughs) yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, It, it was a weird movie. Like, I don't know. I don't think I disliked it as much as you, but I agree with everything what you're saying. They're valid. I, disappointed, man. Uh, fair enough. I've had a few people that are like, oh, have you seen that new Matrix yet? And I tell everyone, I'm like, yeah, but if you enjoyed any of the original three Matrix movies, I'm like, don't watch the fourth because it's heartbreaking. That seems to be the consensus. Like, Well, anytime I read like what people are thinking about that movie, it seems like very like fucking either really like that movie or you're just like, man, that fucking sucked. Well, did you watch the other ones? Like I thought you said at one point you didn't watch the other ones. No, I watched the other ones like a few weeks before Mm. that one. 
maybe it is a nostalgia thing because I watched those. Like I remember going to see the second Matrix like in the theaters when I was in like grade ten or whatever. Right. So like maybe it is the nostalgia factor. Could be. Maybe I had such high expectations that it was a good film, but my expectations were just so high, so it looked like I don't know. Could yep. be a lot of factors, but at the end of the day, I was very disappointed and extremely bummed out by that film. Fair I enough. wanted it to be everything, and it was nothing. If yep. I was to ever like go back in time, where you know, like sometimes you're like, ah, let's binge a a trilogy or a set of movies, yeah. I'd watch the first three again, mm-hmm. and I would just pretend the fourth didn't existed. Fair enough. Yeah, I think, I think I probably liked it more because I had zero expectations. Like I remember really liking the first matrix and I remember like liking parts of the second one, but not liking the second one like as a whole movie. And then I remember just straight up not liking the third movie. And when I rewatched them, I was like, okay, my thoughts haven't really changed. And like, I was never like a diehard matrix fan. I was like, the first one was cool for what it was and it's time. But like, I was never a diehard fan. So maybe that had something to do with it. Oh, maybe. But, I don't know. Super disappointed. Really bummed out about how it turned out. That was that was a heartbreaker these last couple of weeks. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I could see that if you were like super stoked for it, and then you're just like, oh shit. <laughs> oh, I wanted it so bad. And I waited and I waited and I finally got it. It's like, oh no, why? Yeah. Yeah, that's my that's my thoughts on that. Fair enough. I so I've watched the entirety of True Blood. All of it, you're done. Yeah. That show and? got real fucking stupid in the latter <laughs> seasons. Like, real fucking dumb. Where I was just like, fucking what? Like, I gotta say, like, I, like I enjoyed the first few seasons of that show, and then, like, the later seasons, I was like, I'm just gonna finish this because I'm already committed, but... See, and it's been a while since I uh, watched the whole thing, and I definitely, I do recall, like, the last few seasons where it's like, okay, you're getting a little bit carried away here, but I don't remember any of the last seasons being, like, a massive, like, turnoff for me or anything. Yeah, and, like, I think it's just because, like, the first few seasons had, like, really cool plot lines and stuff like that. You know, when they were fighting that, like, old vampire and shit like that, I was like, okay, this is, like, really cool. And then, like, the whole last season is just, like, them fucking... They get some fucking weird blood sex virus, and they're all fucking dying, and that's the whole season, and I'm just like, what the fuck? (laughs) And then they find a cure, and then fucking the main character, oh, what what the fuck is his name? Bill? Bill Compton? Yeah, they're like, hey, we got the cure, like, just take it. And he's like, no, I'm good, I just want to die. And it's just like... (laughs) Yeah, come on, man. He's lived for so long. He's like, I yeah, get this, this is my opportunity to finally like go out fair. to greener pastures. Fair, I fair. get that. Fair, fair. That's but. the conundrum in like every movie where someone lives forever yeah, and then they get true. presented with an opportunity to finally die, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm kind of over this. Like, yeah, thousands true. of years is enough." Yeah, true. That's fair, but, but yeah, I don't know. I just found like the last like two, maybe three seasons. Like, I just. Got to a point where I was just like, okay, like, I'm not into any of these storylines. This is dumb as shit. <laughs> Fair enough. But, but the early seasons of that show are really cool. Like, I really enjoyed those early seasons. But through the latter half, I was like, yeah, I'm not liking this. 
Well, I, and you know what? I'm sure I'm positive that we can both agree on this, that as hokey as it got towards the end, overall, that series, True Blood, was probably still, I don't know, five, six, seven thousand times better than the entirety of HBO's The Wire. Negative. Never. The Wire is amazing. The Wire is amazing. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. But yeah. Like, it was an alright show, though. It was mm-hmm. decent. Fair enough. I'm curious what people thought back in the day about those latter seasons. Yeah, and like I watched it like way back. I haven't gone back and watched it, so yeah. And then, Ooh, what else are we gonna fucking clobber down on? Yellowstone. So I watched all of Yellowstone after you recommended it last time. It's good, eh? I binged that show in like a week. <laughs> it's fucking really good. Really so you, good. You caught the series or the season finale last oh, yeah. week? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, like, they've always had such cataclysmic endings to the seasons, and, like, not that this was a bad season finale, but it just, yeah. it definitely wasn't nearly as uh, ramped up and, like, oh, God, oh, God, what, what's going to happen in the next one? Yeah, I do agree with that. Still a good season, though. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was just, but the finale, I think, was definitely a little bit underwhelming when you Compared look at the to, yeah. previous ones, yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, that your description of, like, Yo, this is just Sons of Anarchy, but Cowboys is like 100% accurate. That's exactly what that show is. I, it's the best way to fucking describe yeah. it, in my opinion. Yeah. And it's it's super well done. Like, I just... I, I loved it. I, I binged it, like, super quick and was like, this is... I get it. I get why everyone's watching this. It's, yeah, from the time I finally got into it, it was within a couple of weeks that I did all of the seasons all the way up to the point where I was waiting for the last couple of episodes to release. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I got into it hard. Yeah, and it is a good show. And that chick who plays Beth, <laughs> unreal. Yep. Yeah, they're all great. Like it's, I love uh, uh, with the the son that isn't the fuck up. Casey. Yes, I really like that character. Mm-hmm. And I fucking what? What is it? Is it season? End of season one or into season two, where they get assaulted on the ranch. I can't remember which season finale is, but like the final episode of that season, and then like the premiere episode. Holy shit! Like that was two hours of just like good time TV. Well, which was time? Because like, there was like the two assaults. There was uh, the one where like the kid gets abducted and they have to go to the militia camp to get him back. I thought that was Nazi. a part of. I thought that was a part of the same thing. Oh, is it? Because then I'm yeah. also thinking about the... Oh, was it? Yeah, because then they yeah. also attack Beth and try to blow up the building, yeah. and it's a yeah. shootout in downtown. And- yeah. yeah, it all happens at once, and like that's why it's... like I remember watching it like back-to-back, going, like, this is like a solid two hours of like fucking awesome TV, because it was... like I found the action in that... like When they do action in that show, it's like super like realistic, kind of, in the sense of like... It's not like these crazy like fucking action scenes. It's just like here's what it would look like if a couple people with fucking machine guns were doing this. Started shooting shit up. Yeah. Like yeah. when um 
Oh, when Casey is like chasing them down in the vehicle and he just fucking like goes right through an intersection and just hits it with the vehicle and he gets out and you just he just fucking sprays into the crowd and it's like, yeah, that's probably how that would work. Yeah. Like it's not like precise headshots, it's just like they're just spraying bullets at each other and fucking whoop this hits. I gotta say it was a little fucking heartbroken when they uh killed off you Dylan, though. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I heard he's in Mayor of Kingstown. Yes. I like you, Dylan. I never watched the cop SWAT or whatever that one was that he was in. Right. But like, I don't know if you know this or like Hugh Dylan's background. But he is the lead singer of the Headstones. Really? Yes. Oh. See, I've been listening to Hugh Dylan since I was a little fucking kid. Oh, shit. The Headstones is a Canadian rock. Yeah. Like golden band, in my opinion. Yeah. And then he even took a break from them and he did his own solo thing called the Hugh Dillon Redemption Choir, which was also phenomenal. Okay. And then decided he was going to take a turn at acting. And then as he's been getting these kind of like small recurring roles in films for a while. Yep. So I love Hugh Dillon. And yep. if you're a fan of Hugh Dillon and you're a fan of the Headstones, like. Huh, I didn't so, know that. Yeah. True story. <laughs> yeah, he's good. He's, he's in Mary Kingstown. Which Mayor Kingstown also like I ended up binging that in like two days and the finale is tonight. That show is also really fucking good. That's what I keep hearing. That's the next one on my list. Uh, yeah, it's and it's made by the same Yellowstone guy and like Hugh Dillon is also like doing a bunch of the writing and stuff. Like he's he made the show with the guy. Hugh Dillon uh, wrote yeah. the show? Yeah. Really? He, he was like part of the like he was like him and the Yellowstone guy created it together interesting yeah good for you yeah another canadian treasure yeah yeah mayor kingstown is like it's super it's super good it's yeah it check it out i'll be curious to get your thoughts because i think it'll be i think you'll really enjoy it too i'm sure i will i keep hearing nothing but phenomenal things about it so yeah it's super good and it's like very similar to Yellowstone where it's like they're not afraid to fuck people up and shit like there's a few scenes in particular where I was just like holy fuck like alright yeah it's and Jeremy Renner is great in it I do like the Renner mm -hmm. he's super good it's definitely check it out But it it is on my to do list yeah speaking of Renner so you went through all the Hawkeye yeah. And I'm guessing it still wasn't nearly as good in your opinion as the fucking WandaVision. No. But, but I just really like WandaVision. But I I like the latter half of Hawkeye a lot yeah. more than the first half. The first half I, I thought was fairly slow. I find that with all of these Marvel TV series. Like, I almost stopped watching WandaVision because the first couple episodes they did nothing for me. But then the latter half was amazing. No, oh, okay. Falcon and the Winter Soldier kind of went, kind of hit the ground running. Yeah. But same thing with uh, Loki. The first couple episodes I thought were kind of like slow and shit. And it wasn't until like the last half where I got like right into it. Yeah, that's fair. But you know what though? I, I think I might put Hawkeye near the top of my favorite for these Marvel ones. And it's strictly because of the Yelena. Oh yeah, cameos. She like her character in that yeah. show was unreal, man. Yes, yes. like just perfect blend of like badassery 
action black widow i'm like a super yep. soldier well-trained assassin but fucking hilarious hilarious yep. yep oh my god that whole scene where she's sitting in the apartment yes with <laughs> Haley steinfeld like yep. oh my god i was cracking up yep it, it was it was fuck. she was definitely like she stole that show like oh, to me like in the, in the little bit that she was in was like definitely like i want to see fucking hawkeye Haley steinfeld and her team up in a movie somewhere yeah. like yes. they should they should get a, like a standalone movie together because take my money right now yep because like their chemistry and like all of that was just like on par like i was like yep that that Ooh, is so super good. good yep <sighs> yeah that was bar none my favorite part of that whole whole series yeah elena like yeah fuck, she was so goddamn good yeah i really like how they um how they did the Jeremy Renner stuff and it was kind of like his kind of like last hurrah kind of thing. Mm. And it was like, Hey, and it kind of showed like, you know, his body is like kind of super fucked up from yeah, he's not a superhero. He, yeah. It's just like, he was just a normal guy that was getting blown out of windows and fighting in fucking space and shit. And it's like, yeah, he's not some super soldier. Like, yeah. And like the whole nod to like all the damage his body's taken with like the yeah. hearing aid and stuff yeah. like that. Like, yeah, very, very well done. Yeah, and I love that they laid into uh, like dumb bullshit trick arrows, <laughs> like where they just straight up is like these are dumb as shit, and we know that. Fuck it. Yeah. Here we go. Everything is going to be a different fucking dumb trick arrow, and I was like, all right, like they laid into it in the right way, where they're just like this is dumb as shit, and everyone knows it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was it was super solid. It was a really good time for like the six episodes it was or whatever it was. Like I, yeah, it was a solid time. Mm -hmm. I think that's like all of those Marvel shows like I've watched all of them and I'm, and I'm just like these are just these are decent these are good like yeah they've all been really good yeah so like now we just need to like hurry up and get to the next phase with like the young Avengers where we get young, yeah like the new Hawkeye and Yelena and I'm or more Yelena like and I want yeah. it right now yeah yep which is funny because like when she first popped up i was like in that um black widow yeah like i thought she was the best part of black widow too so yeah it's just phenomenal yeah i also checked out speaking of disney the first few episodes of that boba fett show it's really good i haven't watched it yet i still haven't watched mandalorian Fair enough. i haven't finished the newest star wars trilogy either so fair enough I just I'm just not a diehard Star Wars universe fan, I guess. I I was until the new movies came out and then I was like they they fucked those up real good and then it seems like the Star Wars TV stuff is like kind of where I'm at. Like I really mm -hmm. like it. Like I don't give a fuck about new Star Wars movies cuz I was like they they fucked those up real good in my mind, but all the Disney Star Wars shows are like I'm watching them and I'm like this is this is why I like Star Wars. I haven't watched the book of Boba Fett yet, but the rumors I've been seeing online is that the opening scene is a nod to Patton Oswalt's Parks and Recreation filibuster speech. Uh, I don't know if they directly nodded towards it. Like, I don't know if they did it because of that, but like, it is like damn near the same thing he said. There's no freaking way that they did the intro to that show exactly like... Patton Oswald explained it, and it wasn't 
a nod to Patton Oswalt. Like, there's no way. I I don't know. Like, I remember I saw Patton Oswalt like on Twitter after the fact, and he was like, I like he was straight up like they didn't tell me, like they didn't talk to me. Like I was just as surprised as everyone else that like yeah. But he's also a, like a super fan of all of these things, right? Yeah. So. Put yourself in his shoes. Do you want them to call you and be like, hey, by the way, we're going to do the opening scene like you did in Parks. Look, can't wait for you to see it when it comes out. Or as a true fan, yeah. like start watching that show just like everybody else and be like, oh, no way. That's yeah. that's exactly how I called it in that one episode when I went yeah. on a random, like off the top of my head rant. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if it was or not, but like it is. Yeah. But it is good. It's really good. I just recently went back and watched his like whole unedited eight and a half minute fucking rant. Okay. Oh, so good. He's guy's a he's a gem. Yeah, he is. He's he's so good. Yeah. That show's really good. So far, there's only like two episodes. Well, I mean, I'm gonna probably get tired of me hearing saying this, but like I'll add it to the list, but like it's not a priority. Yeah, that's fair. There are too many things coming out. Yeah, too many things I have to finish because I got to finish Dexter and Yellow Jackets tonight. Is tonight the Yellow Jackets finale? Yeah, or it's already it? out. It's already out. No, like, is it the is it the oh, season? It the, fin- oh, I don't know if it's the season finale. I think it's episode nine. Oh, okay, so then there being next weekend is. Yeah, it's episode nine. Dexter finale is tonight. Yeah, that's episode ten. Yeah. I'm really excited about the Dexter finale. I really want to know how they end that. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's obviously going to end in tra- tragedy, right? Like my prediction is somehow the girlfriend's going to die. She's going to figure it out. She's going to try and go after Dexter. I think Dexter dies. I think that's how they finally close out the Dexter so character. Too, yeah. And then I think the son is going to kind of take up the mantle. And I think that the... Showtime showcase whoever makes the show is going to leave the door open where they're like okay if there's enough fanfare and and interest in this maybe we do a spinoff around extra son kind of taking up the mantle and living this life yeah and then through that they can bring uh like you know the character of Dexter mm-hmm. back just in the way like Harry would talk to Dexter throughout the series like mentally or whatever yeah and they can kind of keep that whole thing going yeah yeah, I'm I'm super curious how like they're, they're gonna end it. Like everything is leading up towards them not fucking it up, so Yeah, this is gonna be the final do or die moment, right? Yeah. I remember I was fucking I was sleuthing the Dexter subreddit because it was like a, a like I was curious, it's like what do people like think of this season? Because like I know me and you like it, but I don't know any other like hardcore Dexter fans. And I saw some real like dumb theories on like how that show ends, like Apparently, there's a really popular theory that the kid is like an undercover agent, and I was like, "That's real what? stupid." Yeah, and they were like, "There's a popular theory that they're like, yeah, the show's gonna end, and the kid's an undercover agent that is like catching Dexter." And I, was, I read that, and I was like, "If that is the ending, they somehow fucked it up again." <laughs> yeah, I would not be into that as an ending. I don't think that's how it's gonna be, but, but yeah, it's. Well, we'll find out tonight. Yeah, it, talk about like them coming back and like an absolute banger of like a like coming back to a show like this late. Like I've liked pretty much all of the new season. I think like I don't think there's anything where I've been no. like, oh, that's real dumb, or I don't like that. Like I've liked all of it. 
considering that I would have I had Dexter in my like top three of worst endings. Like, yeah. Pretty much right after Game of Thrones. Yeah. It's like, okay, they and after such a long hiatus, yeah. They were able to come back and redeem this fucking franchise. Yeah. And I think it's because they they really kind of went back to the core of what Dexter was mm-hmm. and just kind of played on that, right? So it's and I love how they do um how they bring the sister back as like she's like the other side talking to him like don't fucking do this and like shit like that like i love that dynamic yeah i love how they're doing that and yeah i know it's it's been nothing but fucking great yeah super they, happy with it up until tonight well we'll find out tonight how happy i am with it yes yes everything gets judged by the last episode man right like the the original series was really good up until that finale and you were like what yeah you were just like a fucking no that can't be it (laughs) yeah hopefully considering how poorly the last time they ended it went and how everyone involved with the show was aware of it yeah that everybody on board with this would be like, we have to do this right. We have to get it right. Yeah. Like they, we will and never be forgiven if we fuck it up again. Yeah. I, I just imagine that meme where they're like, okay, how do we close off the series? And someone's like, I don't know. We have Dexter run into the woods and then he builds a cabin and just lives in isolation for the rest of his life. And they launch that guy out the window, <laughs> yeah. like the 20 story building. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm curious how they're going to end it. Mm hmm. And then fucking Yellow Jackets. That show is still so fucking good. Yeah, I think that's been like the surprise fucking hit series. Yeah. That I just randomly stumbled across yeah. and never really thought, but it's been so, so good. So fucking good. And like when they do like action, like when they're in the woods, it is gruesome as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like when that wolf fucking bites that chick's face. Oh, and you just, it's just, I was like, I saw that and I was like, holy fuck. I was like, it's so good. Yeah. And like captivating and intriguing. Cause like you have the storyline and the, the like future them of like people coming out of the woodwork being like, we know what you did out there. Like we know some of the shit and it's like, you still don't really know what happens out there. Like it's, yeah you're really just given that like very yeah. opening scene where they sacrifice yeah. the girl yeah i think it's pretty apparent at this point that it's uh fucking big doe eyes there it could be you know the one that shauna slept with her boyfriend and ended up marrying oh yeah 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 I'm pretty confident that was her that she was the first one to get sacrificed and eaten yeah but also like now that we're this far in like looking back at that first scene you see all the girls like feasting on her after they like kill her, drain her, cook her and stuff. Well, you only like, see the one. Like they only reveal that it's that one girl. Misty. Yes. And they yeah. don't show the faces of the other ones, right? No, so. but like, and I haven't, to, to be fair, in this statement, I haven't actually gone back and just rewatched that first scene. But like off the top of my head, like you don't see the other girl's faces. But like now that you know there's three dudes one of them with no leg like i don't remember like they all looked like little girls wearing you know layer of like deer skin clothing but like i don't really recall seeing the coach or no. the little boy you know obviously that the one dude survives because he ends up killing himself in the future allegedly yeah yeah but you don't see the other two dudes no and like i wonder if they're just skirting that line of like they're not they're intentionally not showing a few people in the future 
yeah, like who are we going to find out actually still is there, right? Because yeah. you with the like the three or four core girls that we see in the future, right? You're you're kind of like, well, okay, did this person die? How did this yeah. person die? Yeah, so it's I'm. Like- yeah, I think that's probably going to have to do with the big reveal where you're going to yeah. find it because we felt like you're up to date of other than tonight's, right? Yeah. So like at the end of the last episode, she discovered that that artistic boy yes. that she's having her fucking affair with is super is not the, witty. Yeah, is the one that basically threatened them and wanted the fifty thousand or whatever. Yeah. So we're like at this big turning point where it's like, okay, how is he doing this? Who does he work for? So I think. There's yep. going to be a big reveal where, like, one of the girls in the younger era in the woods that we haven't seen introduced on screen as an adult yet is kind of in cahoots. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm I'm assuming we're going to start to kind of get some stuff. And, like, they, they announced the season two, so it's like, a, we're not going to get the full story this season, right? Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, that show is just fucking... Phenomenal. The, the fucking, uh, the plane. I was like... Because, like, when they're doing this, I was like, uh, how are they going to do this? Like, this seems real dumb. And then, like, you see it get off the ground and you're like, oh, shit, is this, like, kind of how they end up getting I didn't, I didn't think for a second. When they, when that plane started moving, I was like, it doesn't make it past the tree line. And if it does, she crashes it shortly after getting off the fucking ground. I, I, I expected it to crash. I just didn't expect it to, like, fucking explode in the air. Mm-hmm. But... But yeah, yeah it's, I, I did not think for a second that was going to work out. Yeah. That show is like, it's really good. Like, cause it doesn't give you a lot of big, like shock and awe action moments, but like when it does, like it's, it's very good. Like it's like very strong moments, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and I also love how they play on like, they're just a bunch of dumb teenagers in the woods too. Like after that chick gets like the wolf bite to the face, they're like, Oh, she's dead. And they like try to burn her and then like yeah. she starts moving and they're like, oh fuck, she's alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it just shows that like at the end of the day, they're like a d- bunch of dumb 16 year old like high school kids that like really have no idea how to survive out here. Yeah, exactly. It's, like I love that part where they're like, oh shit, well we got to bear- like we got to burn her so the wolves don't get her. And then like she starts moving. They're like, oh my God. <laughs> it's, it's definitely kind of slowly filling the hole in my heart that Netflix canceling the society left. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it so far. Yeah. Speaking of other stuff, I'm thoroughly enjoying mm-hmm. the new MacGruber TV series. Oh my fucking god, man! Is it good? Yes. Did you Did you watch the MacGruber movie a long time ago? And I remember absolutely nothing about it. Okay, well, go back and watch the MacGruber movie. Okay, and then watch the TV series because, like. I was explaining this to someone the other day. You know how like there's sometimes you'll watch a movie where like something's funny, right? You find it really funny, but you don't like vocally laugh out loud, right? You just kind of like internally like laugh and giggle, right? Sure. Like, I'm yeah. sure you've had that. Yep. So there's scenes in McGruber where like there's lots of movies I watch where I'll do that. Like I'll find something funny and I'll kind of like smile and I'll laugh inside. Yep. There's been so many scenes with McGruber where he says or does something and like I just I can't help literally laugh out loud at what is happening all right and they brought back like everyone from the original oh shit okay like with the exception of val kilmer who died in the movie but right yeah but like piper and vicky and mcgruber himself like they're all the same fucking actors and they kind of pick up with the series taking place like five years after the events of the mcgruber movie oh shit 
and then they got some other like decent name actors in there and like Lawrence Fishburne's in there. What? And, okay. Yeah. And it's fucking funny. Huh. It's just ridiculous and over the top and like inappropriate offensive comedy. And okay. I love it. And it All has right. been so, so good. All There's right. not a single episode so far that I've watched where I didn't like blurt out just like laughing hysterically at something. Right. Huh. Oh, I will. Man. I will add that to the list. It's it's been so good. Okay, I, I came across it randomly. I'm like, oh, they did, they did a MacGruber TV show. Interesting. Yeah, I'll check that out. And it's just been so fucking funny, man. All right, I'll check it out. Oh, so good. All right, that that sold me on it. Yeah, if you, I I tell everyone, if, like, if you laughed during the original like MacGruber movie when they made it, right. then this series will be right up your alley. I don't. It, I don't remember anything about the movie. Oh, then you'd have to go back and watch it. Maybe I'll do both. Watch it and then check out the show. Well, I mean, it does take place right after the movie. So, like, if you don't... I I tell people, too, I'm like, well, if you don't remember, you didn't see the MacGruber movie, like, watch that first, because this it's a tie-in. It's... Right. It's an extension. Oh, uh, okay. But right. so goddamn good. So, so, so goddamn good. I will check it out. What else you watched? Ghostbusters. Just watched that the other day. What'd you think? I really, really liked it. Like, I really, really liked it. And it was one of those things where, like, after they absolutely butchered the Ghostbusters name with their all-female reboot, I was like, man, like, I love Ghostbusters. I watched it as a kid. Maybe this is just one of those franchises that just should be left alone. And I was very, very happy with Afterlife. I thought it from start to finish. I thought it was a fantastic film. I really like that movie, except for the ending. I don't like how they did the ending, but that that was my only issue. Like other than that, I thought it was great. What didn't you like about the ending? Oh, like how they would like the dumb like both their bodies get like taken over, kind of thing. I thought that was kind of real dumb, but that was really my only grape. Did you not watch the original Ghostbusters? I don't remember the original Ghostbusters. Yeah, they need to possess <laughs> someone in order to fucking become the key master and the... Okay. Like, that's exactly what happens in the other Ghostbusters when they're fighting for New York is two people that are close to him. The one dude, I can't remember his name. He's like from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and all those movies. He gets possessed and becomes one of the dogs and you need both of them. Key master and I can't okay. remember what the other character <laughs> is. And with those together, then that demigod... Oh, okay. Is allowed to like appear on Earth. And like they did a pretty good job of making this oh, okay. chick look exactly like the one from the other Ghostbusters oh, movies. Okay. So yeah, this could be a case of like I was never the biggest Ghostbusters fan, so like Yeah, if you if you watch the first couple of Ghostbusters and then watch Afterlife, you'd you'd be like, Oh my god, yes, like okay. all these little subtle nods and the nice continuity and they bring things back around and Okay. Okay. And like well, all the little sense. things they do, right? Like with, yep. uh, oh man, Dan Aykroyd's character, he always talks about how he is going to open up a bookstore with like occult wisdom and shit like that. And that's exactly what he does when she calls. And, yep. Yep. and then to see them all kind of come back together at the end, like, I don't know, like start to finish, I thought this was a phenomenal movie. Yeah. I, I, I really, I really couldn't have been it. more happy. Yeah. It was super solid. If I can, uh, why can't I remember? Fuck it. Paul Red. I love Paul Rudd. Yeah, his character's <laughs> really good in this movie too. Yeah, yeah, he was just super good. 
That's yeah, cool. he he really is a fucking beauty of a person. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. That is it's a really good example of like bringing back an old franchise like that and just like doing it right, like the right amount of nods to like the original stuff, but mm-hmm. at the same time like doing its own thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a story that can stand on its own. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I think it's it's a really good example of like how to do that and how to like set it up your new kind of like okay well if we want we can now set up new ghostbusters kind of thing right like it's and unlike other films that have done this if they're like okay this was our setup and we're going to carry on like the ghostbusters franchise and they did another one with all these new characters i was so happy with the handoff and the transition between the two i would gladly and easily go see another ghostbusters Yep. Knowing full well that there, this next time round, there would be no Bill Murray, no Dan Aykroyd, no yep. Ernie Hudson. Yep. They, yep. they just, they did a great job. So. Phenomenal. Much Jungle Cruise? I did. What'd you think of that? It was alright. For yeah. like a fun little Disney. Yeah. It was, yeah, it wasn't. I like it was I had it and I was like, yeah, it kind of looks interesting, but I don't know, based on the Disney ride, like meh. No. My fiance and I watched it and we actually it it was quite entertaining. Yeah. Very nice special effects, nice yep. little storyline. Yep. Like I I'm a not like top fifty movie of all no. time by any means, but no. I mean if it's like, oh, I don't know what to watch tonight and like I just want something chill and fun and yep. adventure like you yeah. It's just slam dunk. It, it's a good time. Yeah. Like, like it's one of those like just Good time movies. Like it's not it's not gonna win any awards or anything like that. It's not bad. It's just like I'm having a good time with this. I'm gonna eat yeah. some popcorn and just fun. Yeah. It's just a fun time. Yeah. Unlike Antlers. After hearing all the fucking reviews and like how good Antlers is for this new like horror suspense fucking movie. It was awful. It was I, fucking awful. This is the first time hearing about Antlers. What Don't watch it? it. Okay. It's awful. What is what is it about? <laughs> Tell me about this awful movie. I don't know. The gist of it is these people live in this fucking small town and it's some like hokey shit where you can catch a disease and this disease turns you into some fucking like mythic creature that's basically a fucking giant flesh eating deer. What? Yeah, I don't know. Like you read the synopsis and you're like, oh, this kind of sounds intriguing. But in actuality, it's literally like you catch a sickness, the sickness basically makes your body wither away, and then a, eventually you shed your skin and you become this giant fucking carnivorous deer Okay, that just like runs around and just feeds on people. Oh. Yeah, it was terrible. That sounds real dumb. And I can't remember where I read, but I initially read somewhere like, oh, this is like one of the best new like horror suspense things, and like it was getting really good reviews, and... I had several people were like, hey, man, like, I want to watch Antlers. Let's watch Antlers. Can you, can you get Antlers? And I was like, well, fuck it. Okay. It looks a little intriguing. Sure. Why not? Like, I de- like when I watched the trailer, I got uh, Stephen King outsider vibes. Oh, okay. So I was like, okay, yeah, maybe. And then I watched it and I was like, this was terrible. This was, this was <laughs> fucking awful. Fair enough. All right. Like, I honestly would rather sit through and rewatch any season of Riverdale, honestly, then watch Antlers again. Okay, so that bad. Yeah, terrible, in my opinion. Jeez, all right. 
I mean, if you'd rather watch Riverdale willingly, then that kind of speaks for itself. <clears throat> yeah. It was extremely disappointing. And so was the new Resident Evil. I was going to ask about that. Is that, so is the new Resident Evil like bad good or is it just bad? Bad. So it's not like bad good like the other Resident Evil movies are? Where no, in just my like, opinion, it was just bad. Oh. Like just bad. Like it, the, the, and it's weird because like when they set it up and you see like, the panoramic shots of raccoon city and like you kind of get an explanation of where they are and what's going on. Like it very much feeds like right off the original video game and like they're evacuating the town because there's a chemical leak and they want, they have to go to this mansion to find people. Like it's very in tune with the fucking game. And I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. But like to have Caius Gadoller, Scadorio, Scadelio, from the the Maze Runner series. Oh yeah, yeah. That girl. Mm-hmm. And they had Tom Hopper, I think is his name, from yep. the Umbrella Academy. Yep. I was like, okay, it's not like they have a slouch cast. Yeah, it's like not bad. Yeah, and they got that other dude that is in like everything. Yeah, yeah. He played Sean Cahill in Suits. That guy. Yep. yep. So I'm like, okay, like these are decent actors. It's supposed to be in line with the video game. Like this is going to be good. And I don't know. It was just. Not that good. Yeah. Like I, I found myself while watching it, like pulling up stuff on my phone and like not even really paying attention to it. Fair enough. And um, then like the, the, the CGI and stuff wasn't bad. Okay. There were just some scenes where I was watching and I was like, I mean, come on. <laughs> like the CGI that was done in the very first Resident Evil was movie, better. Yeah, looked better than whatever you have going on in this particular scene right now. Fair enough. Fair enough. So on the whole, I was just disappointed. I'm really curious about the Netflix live action show. <clears throat> I'm it's not. This was the live action movie. The show's going to be a fucking cartoon. No, they're doing a live action show too. Are you sure? Are you yep. sure it's a live action show? Mm-hmm. I know we've talked about all the stuff that's coming to Netflix, but I'm pretty confident the next Resident Evil that's coming to Netflix is like a cartoon. They already the cartoon is already on Netflix and they're they're doing a live action one. Mm, I I got to look it up because I don't believe you. Um, where is it? It is. Oh yeah, okay. I stand corrected. I'm really curious how they're going to do that. It's in post production right now. Yep. Because I think Resident Evil is maybe better suited for, like, TV. I don't know. I'm curious, though. Yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll give this TV show a shot. Yeah. <laughs> Resident Evil is, like, it's such a hard... It's such a hard thing to make because of how inherently dumb it is. Right? <laughs> Like Resident Evil is like equal parts horror, but like really dumb anime stuff. Like it's weird. It's a it's a weird thing. Yeah, because it's yeah. Oh, the movie was disappointing. I'll watch the show. Hopefully, they nail it. Because yeah, that I don't know. It wasn't terrible. Like I mean, it was better than like the last Resident Evil movie they put out with 
Oh yeah. With Milijovich. But it like I don't know. If I was to like compare them, like I'd watch the first probably two Resident Evil movies with Mila Mila before I'd watch this one again. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's disappointing. I was hoping that would be like like I wasn't expecting it to be good, but like I was hoping it was gonna be like a bad good, like the and maybe for you it is. I mean, like you still enjoy the Fast and the Furious fucking movie, so you might have true. a great time watching this movie. Maybe. I did not. I was Fair like, enough. okay, cool. Check my watch. Nope. Still got 20 minutes to go. All right. I can do this. Right. Stay strong. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I've been meaning to check it out. I just haven't got around to it. So. Fair enough. I checked out that Don't Look Up movie. Yeah, I'm. I I kind of want to see it, but I'm boycotting it for now. Why? Well, I recently read that Jennifer Lawrence was paid five million dollars less than Leonardo DiCaprio for this movie. So that's clearly sexism in Hollywood, and I can't stand for that. So oh. I can't watch it. Yeah, I mean, it, it don't take into account the fact that Leonardo DiCaprio is a much, much massive draw for film goers that yes. doesn't mean anything it's it's strictly the fact that one's a man one's a female and therefore she's getting underpaid so fuck this movie right apparently i didn't know that was a thing but all right sure oh yeah man go on the fucking internet <laughs> people are up in arms over this I, I actually am going to watch it i think i I started in on the first 15 minutes but then I had to go do something so i i'm gonna sit down and like rewatch it from the beginning because okay First 15 minutes, sure. Because I've heard good things about it. But yeah, if yeah. you go on the internet, there's a lot of people that are outraged. Like people that have gone and like done like complete, like, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio has this many lines in the movie. Jennifer Lawrence has this many. So she has more time on screen. She has more spoken words. If you look at the leaked documents or like the photos from on set, her name is the first on the call sheet. And yet Leonardo DiCaprio made five million more than her. This is outrageous and we can't stand for this and boycott this movie. That's unfair. It's sexism. And it's like, just shut the fuck up. It's like, I think it's just because it's Leo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, if, okay, if you were to remake this movie and you put, say, KJ Appa in Leonardo DiCaprio's place. He's getting paid a lot less than Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, but there is not a single person that's going to be like, you need to boycott this movie. They paid KJ Appa a million dollars to be the lead, and they paid Jennifer Lawrence 25 million. This is so unfair. You'll never fucking hear that. And don't get me wrong. Jennifer Lawrence is a phenomenal actress. Yeah, but she's you no know, Leo. She's won many fucking awards. She's been in some fantastic fucking films, and she's a phenomenal actress. But at the end of the day, you need big name draw to fucking films and that's kind of why you pay some of these actors the big bucks to be in your movie because they are a draw yeah. if you and replaced Jennifer Lawrence with Kate Winslet I bet it wouldn't be five million dollars less because no, it's probably. Kate Winslet yeah <laughs> like yeah. yeah so I don't know yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just blew my fucking mind I didn't know that was it, a I feel like people are just complaining for the sake of fucking complaining and it's huh? not even like it was a massive pay gap it's not like they paid her five and him 50. Right. Like we're talking within $5 million and Leonardo DiCaprio is still, as far as I'm concerned, probably the biggest movie star on the fucking planet right now. He's up there. Like he doesn't do anything that doesn't fucking get like Oscar contention. Like he yep. is a fucking, but that's just my yep. opinion. No, it, it was a solid movie. It's uh, it's very much kind of like, Oh, the guy who does it. What's his name? Adam McKay. Yes. It's very much an Adam McKay movie. So like, mm -hmm. if you like his kind of movies and that kind of like humor, it's very much that. 
<laughs> yeah, that's it's, what I heard. It's solid. Fucking Jonah Hill is fucking. That guy plays the best like funny douchebag ever in movies. Like he just nails it. Yeah, he, he nails such a like fucking hateable douchebag where you're just like. And he has so many lines in this movie that you're just like, there's a few times that I was just fucking like audibly laughing of like, this is f- so fucking dumb. <laughs> I love did, it. Did you see all like the news stories that came out after they filmed this movie? How like on like all the interview circuits and I guess even while filming, Jonah Hill kept calling Meryl Streep the goat, like the greatest of all time. Oh, did he? Yeah. And she didn't know that that's what goat meant. Oh. So for a while she was confused and was like, I don't understand why he keeps calling me a goat and he's doing all these interviews and he keeps calling me a goat. Oh shit. She was okay. Like mildly, like not offended, but was like, I don't understand why am I a goat? Like it doesn't make any sense. And then someone had to explain oh, to her shit. like, okay, no goat means like you're the greatest of all time. And she's like, Oh, well, that was so sweet of him. Uh, uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it was, it's good. Like it's, it's very much one of those movies, so if you're mm. a fan of him, I think you'll like it. Yeah, I, I have no doubt that I'm going to enjoy this movie. Yeah, and it's... I haven't had a chance. And it's a perfect movie of, like, probably how people would react if this scenario actually happened, which is, like, no one would probably care. <laughs> and, they pl- and they play into, like... I don't want to spoil it, because it's, like, part of it, but they play into, like, how... I guess some current climate is on. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard it's pretty much a straight parallel to like, Hey, this is kind of like exactly where we're at right now with climate change. You guys. Yeah. It's very much like it, it touches on like how we're at with that and like how we're at with the pandemic and like it's, it's, it's good. It, yeah. Mm -hmm. Fun time. I definitely enjoyed it. And I finished, so Wheel of Time finished, and I really, really like that show. It is filling the Game of Thrones hole in my heart. Is it? Yeah. It, like, if you like the fantasy epic stuff, and I know, like, I like that probably a lot more than you, so. Yeah. It, like. It, it took a long time for me to get into Game of Thrones, man. Yeah. Like, they were, I think they were in season three or four before, like, finally, after someone hounding me for years, I was like, okay, fine, fuck, I'll watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's, there's just something about that genre, like, the old-timey stuff don't do it for me. It's the same reason why, like, a lot of people right now with Yellowstone ending, they're talking about 1883. Right. And, like, I'm, I, people are like, oh, did you watch 1883 yet, or are you going to watch it? And I, no, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not going to watch 1883. Old timey Western, no interest in it. I'm sure it's a great show. Yeah. I mean, it's in the Yellowstone universe, like similar guys and stuff. Like, I'm sure it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's just, not just your that, gym. yeah, that period time, that time period. No, no, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not even going to pretend that yeah. I'm going to attempt. I'm just not going to watch it. That's fair. If it's not your real host, it's not your real host. Mm-hmm. So that's fair. But Wheel of Time is good. Like, it's, it's got that cool fantasy epic vibe that I'm really digging. And it's, yeah. Overall, super solid. All right, then. And not afraid to, like, Game of Thrones stuff, you know, where they're, like, kill some people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's good. Oh, he's the main character? Well, not anymore. Like, that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, they're not afraid to fuck around with shit and stuff like that. So, it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Same, same with The Witcher Season 2. Like, it's, if you like the first season of The Witcher, you will absolutely like the second season. It's just as good. Henry Cavill yeah. is still fucking super awesome in that show 
Still haven't watched the first season. Yeah. Now again, like that period fantasy stuff, yeah. man. I don't know. It takes <laughs> takes a lot to get me into it. That's fair. If it's not your jam, I'm not gonna beat it over your head. But they are both very good. Well, that's good. Yeah. What else you checked out? Well, I finished off Tacoma FD. Okay. And there's nothing special about that show. Okay. It's just like your generic sitcom, but a little more like kind of Comedy Central where like they have curse words in it and stuff. Right. And it's definitely not as funny as like the Super Troopers stuff that these guys have put out, you know, years prior. Right. It's not as funny as Super Troopers, yeah. but it's funny yeah. and it's just fun. And it's just like one of those shows where it's like, I don't know what I want to watch and like I have to cook dinner. So I'll throw in Tacoma FD and like I can pay attention like half ass and like, yeah. you know, bust out a few fucking chuckles. Yep. It's just it's just a fun show. Not yep. winning any awards. It's not going to be at the top fucking 50 of anybody's lists. But it's fun. And yep. if you like it, those dudes from Super Troopers, the majority of like two of them are the main characters and then a couple of the other ones just have like recurring roles. Yeah, okay. And then interestingly enough, the one main character, the daughter of uh Farva from Super Troopers. Okay. She's the blonde barrel racer from Yellowstone. Oh shit. Yeah. When she, sh- when she showed up in Yellowstone, I was like, that looks like the chick from Tacoma. And I had to like go on IMDb and I'm like, oh, that is the same girl. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting little thing. <laughs> so that's really good. And I finished off the new season of Archer finally. Okay. Is Archer good again? Yes. Okay. It got good again last season. And okay. this season was like just right back on cue with it being good fucking Archer. Okay. Like just- now that we're out of all that Dreamland bullshit. Yeah. Archer is back I would say last season and this season are back to being like the first couple of seasons of Archer when it was like really fucking hidden okay so I'm go back then super happy with that I took people who are like yeah I used to watch Archer but then I don't know I tell them like well just skip season four five six and seven and go right to like eight and nine just like skip those middle ones and then it'll be like you never fucking missed anything with Archer okay maybe I'll go back to it then yeah, I don't really have like a whole lot else to talk about that. I just, I'm happy that last season they went back to being good and this season they continue to be good. Fair enough. So it's that a place I'm happy with. All right. And then this whole season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia has been top fucking notch. All right. Those goddamn guys, man. They, I, it's Always in Sunny should go down as, in my personal opinion, like the greatest comedy tv series of all time i think it will end up getting there like i think once it's finally done people are gonna like put it up there as like this is it this is the top it has to be there's no way it can't be and like there's only as far as i'm concerned there are only two shows left on this planet that can still say and do things where you're like what the fuck did you just say that did you just do that it's always even in these like politically correct times and it's always sunny in south park they're the only two that both of them like the right like all the guys involved in both shows have been like no we're gonna say what we want we're gonna do what we want we're gonna film what we want and if people don't like it then like tough don't watch it yeah these guys have never been afraid they're like yeah we're frankly surprised that no one's tried to cancel us yet (laughs) yeah and like that is a rare gem in the sea of television and movie these days because everyone yeah. is always trying to appease one crowd or another or multiple fucking crowds. 
these guys just don't care, man. They yeah. just fucking do it. They just, and they give her a hundred percent. Yeah. And it is masterful. And yeah. this season, this season was fantastic. Start to fucking finish. Every episode was fan fucking fantastic. Yeah. Oh, so good. I'm, I'm heartbroken that the season's already over. And I, I especially like the way they did this season. Instead of like a new episode every week, they dropped two episodes every week. Oh, okay. So you got like an hour of Sunny. Oh, shit. Every, okay. every single Wednesday, they would drop two episodes. And oh, it's, it's so good. It's so yeah. good. Like if you haven't seen It's Always Sunny, then you like you need to watch. And I under, like I convinced a few people to watch it, but they're like, oh man, like 15 seasons and all these episodes, like that's a really big commitment. That's fine. Like it's one of those shows where again, like it didn't really find its footing until like probably season three or four. Yep. So like you can skip the first four or five seasons if you want and then jump in right there. Like yep. it's not like you need to watch every episode to understand what's going on. Every no. episode is essentially its own story. Yeah. Yep. It's so, a comedy show with like, yeah. Like you can jump in pretty much anywhere, which has yeah. like been my experience with always <clears throat> is like, I've never like start to finished it, but like anytime I like caught it on TV or something like that, I always just fucking like, I'm always having a good time. I'm like, yeah. you can just jump into it and just fucking have a great time and, with it. And just the most absurd. We, I was rewatching some older ones the other day and there's an episode where Charlie and Mac decide they're going to ride BMXs again. Oh, okay. And so they go and they buy BMX bikes and they're having like flashbacks to when they were kids and some bullies stole their bikes. So then in this season, they're adults riding around and then like a group of like 10 year old boys kind of like swarms them and makes fun of them and eventually steals their bikes. And they're like, fuck, these bullies took our bikes. Like, how are we going to get them back? And then at one point they're like, wait a minute, like we're adults. Let's handle this like adults. So they go and like knock on the parents door and they're like yeah your son and his friends stole their bikes and the dad is kind of like also just a bigger bully yeah it was like yeah fucking deal with it so then they're like you know what we're still adults so then the kids show up and they're like hey give us the bikes back and the and kids are like kick the, the kid, shit out of the kids yeah, and they just beat the fucking shit out of these 10 year olds yeah. like smash them into cars and yeah. throw them over hoods like yeah. it was Oh, I've seen that episode and it's just, yeah, yeah, it's like shit like that where they're like not afraid to just fucking, no, we're just going to fucking kick the shit out of these kids. <laughs> yeah. It was phenomenal. Yeah. That yeah. whole show. Yeah. I got nothing but great yeah. things to say about that show. Yeah. I've been meaning to like go through all of it and just like have it as like a background show and I just haven't yet, but I will the, at some point. Yeah. And then the only other thing that I checked out. Now, the, I think this is the first official release since Roku okay. purchased, purchased Reno 911. Is they okay. did a like a one hour movie called Reno 911: The Hunt for QAnon. Okay, where they decide they're going to figure out who Q is. Okay, sure. So they they go on this fucking they book a cruise ship. They call it like the Q Cruise or something like that. Okay, where it's supposed to be this like cruise ship where all the QAnon supporters meet and sure a new Q drop was supposed to happen and stuff like that. So like, I won't ruin it, but like it, it's Reno nine one one. And it's again, an, another one of those rare shows that like, even after this hiatus where like they were off the air for a while and then they came back with shorts, like it's still at its core, the same Reno nine one one with the same style of humor and ridiculousness. And like yeah. all those characters are just exactly like they were 10 years ago on that TV series. Yeah. It was just, start to finish fucking hilarious that's good to hear that it's like 
doesn't change from what it was. Like it's just kind of like more of the same. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, really good, really really good. Have you? That's all I watched. The only other thing I checked out was Station Eleven. It's called. It's an HBO Max show. Interesting. And it's basically like it's like a post-apocalyptic show. Okay. Kind of like hey, some viruses like killed most of the people on the planet kind of thing but it's not like zombies or anything like it's just kind of this post-apocalyptic show and it's like not bad because like it doesn't focus on the apocalypse i guess like it's, it's just kind of like hey this virus killed off a bunch of people and this is just kind of how people are living after the fact and okay. it's it's not bad it's like yeah it's been like a kind of side show that i've just kind of like threw on kind of here and there and like it's not bad it's nothing spectacular but it's like a nice little kind of side watch i guess okay okay so, yeah is it just a, is it a mini series is it a one-off i think it is a one-off i don't know if they've done are they doing a season two let me look I don't think so. I think it's just a one-off. Oh, well, there's one episode left. Episode 10. Yes. But yeah, it's not a bad little show. It's kind of like, um, what was that one with uh, the chick from Big Bang Theory? Flight attendant one. Like Haley Kuoko? Yes. It's She's like, in there? No, no, no. She was in that flight attendant show. That was also HBO Max. Oh, okay. It's That's kind of in the season two. Yeah. It's kind of like that show where it's like when I watched it, I was like, this isn't like anything spectacular, but it's like a nice little kind of like side watch. Like, and this is like an enjoyable kind of watch. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I'll check that one out. Yeah. It's not bad. That's really all I watched. Yeah. I, I mean,. It's funny to say, like, that's all I watch, but it's actually we've watched a pretty fucking sizable amount over the holidays here. Yeah. Yeah. The holidays was like a really good, like, I'm going to binge a bunch of shit. So, mm -hmm. well, next one, Mayor of Kingstown. That's the next one on my list. I think you'll really like that one. So, I'm hoping so. I, I think you'll like it. And what do we got? It's been like barren for news because it's January. Yeah. Follow theories. Got some showrunners. Yeah, Jonathan Nolan, eh? Yeah. And the showrunners is to the person that did uh, those Tomb Raider reboots and Captain Marvel. Yeah. I and actually then, liked both of those, so. And then uh, the other showrunner, uh, also who did Silicon Valley and The Office. Uh -huh. And so when I read that, I was like, okay, so like they got a showrunner that knows how to do like some action, and they got a showrunner that knows knows how to do some comedy. Yeah, that's that what you like need pretty, for Fallout. A pretty right? good mix, yeah. Because if you ever played Fallout, it's like it's that post-apocalyptic kind of action, but then it's also that like kind of dark humor of Fallout. Yeah, right. So it's like I think that pairing, like I read that and I was like, okay, I'm a little bit more excited for this show. So. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, I'm curious. I just want it to come out. Like, I want to see something from it. So, yeah, like a trailer or something. Yeah, but I think it's still like 
very early development. Mm-hmm. And here's also kind of a businessy story is one of the bigger theater chains in the States is kind of like reversing. It's like, we're not going to premiere Netflix movie stance. Oh, so they are going to premiere Netflix movies? Yes. They're what? Appar- yeah. Apparently they're Why would like... Why they do that? Netflix movies aren't real movies. Yeah. Well, it's like... And, like, it's funny, too, because, like, their stance beforehand was, like, we're not going to premiere it because you day and dated it on streaming. And then guess what? The pandemic happened, and companies realized they could day and date stuff or have, like, a lower window and still make money. So now theater chains are like, well, okay. Maybe if Netflix gives us like a little bit of theatrical window, we'll do it. <laughs> so, so stupid. Oh, yeah. It's like... Not about day and dating or putting on streaming, but like the fact that everyone was like, no, fuck streaming, movie theaters forever. And like, yeah. prior to pandemic, like, we talked, like, at the very beginning, we talked about how great fucking day and date and streaming was and like the yeah. wider availability. And that's still the fucking case. Yep, and I think it's going to be even more the case because, like, we went and saw Spider Man. Man, like, I know that every year movie theaters and stuff get more and more expensive, but like, we didn't even see an IMAX; we just saw it in AVX. But those AVX tickets alone were like twenty five, almost thirty fucking dollars. Yep, and then your popcorn and all that shit. So like, mm-hmm. it was probably like close to a hundred dollars. Yep, for totally. us to go see fucking Spider Man. Yep. So yeah, spending $40 to watch it at home. Yeah. Yep. It's a substantial amount of savings. There's going to be interest in that. Yep. Totally. So. Fucking theaters being idiots. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a little disappointed that HBO, like going into this year, they're not day and dating everything again. Yeah. Like that. I found that a little disappointing. And the last yeah. movie that they day and date is the matrix, which was such a fucking disappointment. Fair enough. Like, I'm at the point where, like, I don't need it day and dated, but, like, just don't make these, like, big... Six months window, yeah. yeah. It's like, fuck off, like, give it to me, like, three weeks later, and I'm fine. Like, I don't need a day and date, but, like, mm-hmm. if if there's a movie, like, there's plenty of movies that, like, especially now, like, it's because it's, like you said, it's a hundred bucks to go to the theater and stuff like that. Like, the days of me going to, like, two or three movies every weekend, like, kind of yeah, seem to be a thing of the past. Yeah, it's just too expensive. And I understand everyone's got to make their cut and take their yeah. profit and all that other stuff. But like I I think, because I definitely noticed the difference in prices just pre and post pandemic. Oh, totally. So now I think a lot of the theaters are like, well, we were shut down for a long time. We couldn't show. We got to make this money back up. So the tickets are going up. And yep. in their business minds, they're like, that's fine. We'll jack up the prices of the tickets and then we'll make all the money back that we didn't make over the pandemic. And I think... In a lot of cases, it's going to be the opposite where people are like, well, I'm ready to go back to the theater, but like, holy fuck, that's way more expensive than it was pre-pandemic. Yep. Fuck it. I'll just wait for it to show up on video on demand. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's kind of gotten to a point now where it's like, there's movies where like I look at the show times and it's like Spider-Man. I know I want to see that in theaters. I go see that in the theater yeah. and get my popcorn. Right. You know, but it, like before the pandemic, there was tons of like, it wasn't uncommon for me and a buddy on a weekend to just pull up the Cineplex app and just be like, oh, those two movies look all right. Let's go see them. Mm-hmm. And away we went. And it's like, now it's like, all right, I don't really want to go to the theater for that. So I'll just wait for VOD. Yeah. Right. 
Bond and Spider-Man were the last two movies I've seen in theaters because yep. I wanted the big screen, loud yep. noise, yep. theatrical experience for that because I don't have a nice theater experience set up at home. But like when we move into our next house, like I'm building a theater room yep. and then my desire to go to the theater is going to be substantially fucking less. Yep. And I can... Especially when you're a normal movie goer, right? Like yep. if, if it costs you $100 to go see a film every weekend... Right, like over the course of a year, you know, like that's five grand in movies. Well, that five grand, you can get yourself a nice short throw laser projector. You can get yourself some decent surround sound. Yep. And then you can just do it at home. Yep. You take your yearly movie budget. Now you have a home fucking theater, yep. which will serve more purposes than just seeing a few oh, flicks a year. Totally. And that's like I, I was one of those people during the pandemic that was like, I am gonna redo my home theater, and like I spent like thirty five hundred four grand and upgraded all my stuff, and was like. It sounds awesome. And, it yeah, looks good. Fantastic. You know, it's like I don't need to go to a theater to get, you know, the big sounds and the great picture. Mm -hmm. Have it at home. And yeah. it, it paid for itself, you know. So it's yeah. And like obviously like not everyone is gonna do a home theater because there is some learning and all of that shit, but you know. Yeah. It's 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 a weird kind of transition where like mm -hmm. Because before the pandemic, it was it was not uncommon for me to see like six or seven movies at the theater a month, like in the times when there was that many movies coming out, like it was not uncommon. Yeah. Oh man, when I was back in school on the island, every yeah. single Friday, yeah. a matinee. As soon as my Friday afternoon classes were done, I went straight to the theater and I caught a matinee. And at yeah. that point, like even if there wasn't anything I was dying to see, yeah. it was ritualistic. It's like, okay, well, yeah. I don't. None of these are at the top of my list, but I'm gonna go see one anyway and yep. i'd pick one yep yep it was yeah. and now it's yeah it's this weird thing of like i'm just gonna wait for that hit vod yeah <laughs> you know like yeah, pretty much like what is it i was looking uh when i went to go see spider-man i was like oh what else is in theaters and it's like oh the 355 i was like i'm kind of excited for that but I, i'm not gonna go to the theater for that i'm just gonna wait for vod <laughs> Yeah. It's like I want to see it, but like I'm not I'm not gonna go spend sixty, seventy bucks at the theater for it. <laughs> no, exactly. So yeah. It's it's a weird transition. Mm-hmm. So it's and it's funny because it, like I we've talked about how like like during the pandemic, how I think this is kind of what movie theaters would play out as is like it's an it's it's gonna turn into like an event thing of like, all right, here's here's like our monthly date night, you know, you're with someone and it's like, all right, let's you know, go see the new Spider-Man. It was kind of like more of a kind of event thing versus what it used to be, which is like, all right, let's go. Yeah. Well, I, I know like even for like my parents, like they would still occasionally go see movies, yep. but now they're just like, no, yep. like the hassle to go and the cost and. Yep. 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 And then we got like some super downer news. Mm-hmm. Rip Betty White. Yeah. On New Year's Eve, too. Yeah, right before, just shy of her 100th birthday. Yeah. Which is like, 2021 was like, hold on, we got one more kick to the testicles for you. On your way out. Yeah, that's super, super unfortunate. Yeah. Fucking, uh, talk about an icon. Mm-hmm. And like, still doing stuff at 99. Yeah, like still mobile and everything. Yeah, and popping up in movies and like not afraid to do like like she was never afraid to like really do anything and like do the crude humor and shit and just a fucking icon. 
Mm-hmm. Like, just good. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it's super unfortunate, and she'll be missed and an icon forever. Crazy yep. to think she almost made it to 100. Yeah. It's like one of the fucking OG Hollywood people. There's not many of them left. Nope. All right. But I think we'll probably end her on that. Yeah, that's really all I got. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, uh, catch you on the next one. All right. Later.